the Torah is divided by the days, the parshas of the week. That's how the Torah is divided. And um, the thing is that Hanukkah comes in sometimes in parshas Vayeshev, in the portion of Vayeshev, sometimes in the portion of of Vayigash, and they have Maimorim in the Torah in both, in Vayeshev and in Vayigash. Apparently, the way they were said, sometimes they were said during the parshas Vayeshev, sometimes during the parshas Vayigash, and so we have them in two places. So we'll start the Maimir in parshas Vayeshev with the quote from the uh, Gomorrah. This is from the Talmud in Tractate Shabbos. So this gives you a brief um, explanation what is Hanukkah. The Gemara asks, my Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? And this is the answer that the Gemara gives. And the Gemara says that that's on the 20th day of Kislev, those are the days of Hanukkah. So first it tells us that the days of Hanukkah begin with the 25th day of Kislev. And then it explains, that when the Greeks entered into the Heichel, that's the sanctuary, into the room of the sanctuary, and what happened was, it says, means etc. So what happened was, they had caused all the uh, vessels and all the items in the uh, Heichel to become tummy, become impure. And therefore, they um, weren't able to, um, to light the menorah. It says, When the government of the house of the Hashmenoim, who were the high priest at the time, Matisio, Kohen Godel, and his sons, when they overpowered the Notzchum, and they were victorious, they beat them, so they only found one jug of oil. And that jug of oil, as we know, the miracle only had enough for one light. And a miracle happened, and it lasted for eight nights. So therefore, in the following year, they established this to be eight days of a holiday. Now this test stands for Yom Tov. They're going for a holiday. By giving praise and giving thanks to Hashem. So that is what the festival in brief, as the Gemara describes, the reason for and what happened on the 25th day of Kislev, the days of Hanukkah. So the Rebbe begins the Maimer with the question, Lahovin Inyan Halel. The Inyan So we have to understand what is it Halal and what is it Hoido. Halal means to praise. And Hoido means to give thanks. So what's the difference between praising and giving thanks? We say Halal Hoido. The, the language of the Gemara is all Halal and Hoido, meaning both. So what is this Halal? What is this praise? And what is this Hoido? The gam lohovin, and also we need to understand lomo tiknu b'neis zeh lahadlik neiris. Why did they institute in this in this miracle to light the lamp zeichel lemigdosh? 
as a remembrance to the Migdash that they found only one jug of oil so over here we see that they made a miracle to re- uh, uh, instituted a special mitzvah uh, to go ahead and light the lamps in honor of the to remember the miracle that they only had one jug of oil in the last very days how come they did not institute such in other miracles? Because other miracles also took place in the Beis HaMikdosh at various times. And we don't find that we should do things to commemorate the, uh, the miracle. Um, you know, it says there were ten miracles that took place in the uh, Beis HaMikdosh. They were uh, on a regular basis. We don't find miracles being commemorated by doing things to commemorate it as we do by Hanukkah in which we commemorate. And also, Begam, an additional question. What is the connection of lamps to praising and giving thanks? Because it says in the Talmud that they instituted it to give they instituted these eight days to give thanks and praise Hashem. But then what we're doing over here is we're actually lighting the lamps. How are the lamps a praise and a, and a thanksgiving to Hashem? That's his opening question. But what is the idea? Is the Ksiv, the verse states, Ner mitzvah v'toyrah that the lamp that contains the oil is the mitzvah. And the Torah is the oil, is the flame on top of the, just like the flame is on top of the wick, the Torah is on top of the mitzvah. The ner, the lamp is the mitzvah, and the Torah is the oil. There's other translations, but I'm just saying one of them. So, what does this mean? The Yuvon Bahagdim, we will understand the meaning of that verse after introducing to explain what is the concept of the base the menorah in the base HaMikdosh what about it? our sages of blessed memory said that uh, does then Hashem need the light of the menorah. In other words, it almost seems like why did they have a lamp in the in the base of Mikdash? Why did they have a menorah in the first place? It seems like they just wanted to make light over there because when it was dark at nighttime, or maybe because it was covered, there was no light over there. So they wanted a menorah to have light. But the sanctuary is considered a place where God dwells. It's not for people. Over there everything is done is for Hashem. Does then God need, this is quoting the Gemara, does then God need light? The Gemara continues over there, the Gemara said, God provided light for all the Jewish people as they were heading out of Egypt and they were traveling through the desert. It says that God was the pillar of light for them. He, he brought light to all the Jewish people. Is then Hashem who brings light to everybody else going to ask them to bring light to Him? He doesn't need the people's light. He's he has his own light. So why do we have a, a, a menorah? Why is there necessity, necessary to, why did Hashem tell us to 
build the menorah and then uh, go ahead and light the menorah every night, every evening. Okay, so now he says, Behold, it's written, there's another verse that says, the other says, Ubahalis Arnes Hanedis, Bein Harboim. When Aaron lights the lamp in the afternoon, Yaktireno. That is when he should offer the incense. The incense also was brought at the same time that they brought the lamps. At the time that Aaron lit the lamps in the afternoon, that is when you brought Yaktireno. That's when you brought up in smoke. You burnt the Ketoris. And then, another time, that was one time. That was when he lit the menorah. And then in the morning, when he made good the lamp, because every morning after the finished burning all night, you had to clean out the lamps from the ashes, from the leftover, from the various different things. You had to clean them over. You had to clean them up. So, at that time also, he also brought up in smoke the katoidus, the incense. So, in, though, in both of these cases, uh, he, he, he brought the offerings. And uh, he says that Shabbalaylo, that at night time, Hoyomadlik calls Ainanetis. At night time, he would light all of the seven lamps. And then the next day, Medashnam, he would get the ashes. Medashnam means to take out the ashes. Umativa made good, he fixed it up, he fixes it. But Veloy Hoya Madlik Elo Ner Hamarovi, he would only light in the morning the western lamp. Why is it called the western lamp? Shuuner Shishi, that is considered. That is the sixth lamp. The um, the menorah had seven, really. Uh, it had three on each side, and it had the one in the middle. So that gave the menorah seven lamps. You can't mistake that with the Hanukkah menorahs that we use. We have eight in our branches. We have eight because we have eight days, and we want to add one for each day. That's why we have eight. But the actual branches of the menorah were only seven. Three branches and one the stem of the actual menorah itself. Now, the western uh, lamp, uh, that was a lamp that he start off in the morning. He would light that lamp the first thing in the morning. Which means, as he says, Shemimenu now, this wasn't, the reason it's called the western wall, the western wall, I mean the westernmost, it's not because it was the most western one. The, the, uh, the menorah was stationed in the, um, in the, um, in the, in the Heichel, it was stationed in a way that it, would, it was going from east to west. That's the way the, was displayed inside the uh, Mishkan. And when you counted, I'm telling you, I remember, I hope I'm saying this correctly, when you counted uh, from, you would come in from the east facing, and the first thing you would come across, the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the sixth one, the one before the last, is called the western one, because it's 
um, it's one west uh, before the uh, before the last. Um, I'm thinking that um, that's why it's called Ner Maravi. It's the sixth lamp uh, because it wasn't the actual last. It was one before the last, but that's why it's called the last. It's called the western. There's actually, I think, a, a, a whole big machloik is a big dispute to know exactly. I'm not sure that that's important over here. But the main thing is, they said the sixth lamp, with it, with that sixth lamp, he would start, which means um, he would, uh, first thing in the, in the morning, he would write it light, right away. Uh, and he would actually, and with that lamp, he would also finish. Which means that after he um, cleaned up all the other ones, so that burned the longest. What happened was, he started it in the morning. Okay, it burned through the night. And it burned all along. And then he cleaned everything else. And he would finish with that lamp to clean it out the last because it burned it burned the longest, it burned the latest, it burned the longest. The other ones, when he would clean them in the morning, they'd already burned burned out. This burned the latest, and he would finish his cleaning up with that particular uh, menorah. Um, okay, now I'm not sure exactly why the Rebbe is saying this over here. This whole the details how it's going to be important. So this is actually, there is a whole debate in, 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 in the Mishnah, and the commentators on the Gemara, A, you know, the, actually the direction, the way the menorah was laying. And Rashi Gemara Shabbos, is also a very lengthy uh, explanation over there, uh, discussing the, uh, the various different things. And I think it's beyond the scope. The Rebbe also has a Rishima, that is a, a writings. The Rebbe had some writings that he never published, uh, and then you know after uh, Gimel Tamos they found some of the Rebbe's writings, and they published it. And one of the things the Rebbe discusses the view of the Rambam, uh, and there's various different ways of of understanding this. And uh, the Ram, it's also interesting. It would be interesting to see exactly how the Rambam translates it, because um, in the Rambam it says that, I mean, in the way the Al-Tarebbe translates it over here, in, in the Maimer, uh, first of all he says he would just light light the Ner HaMaravi, which is the sixth lamp. Now, according to Rashi, that sixth lamp was the one, if it's east to west, that was the, the one that, the second lamp. Uh, and the reason why he says the second lamp, because since the Torah says west, and the first one after the, 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 exter- the, the furthest one is the east one, and then one in is already the west one, so we're going to go immediately to the first one. So according to Rashi, uh, in the Gemara, it's the second one. According to the Rambam, second one, if facing from east to west, is the second one. According to the Rambam, it looks like it is actually... As I said before, it's the one before the last one. And um, over here it says 
the way the Alter Rebbe learns, he says that at night time he would light all the seven lamps, uh, and uh, when it says, uh, and he would only light in the morning, he would only light the Ner Maravi, so the way the Rebbe learns it, that, that seems to mean that what the Gemara means over there is not like Rashi learns in the Gemara, which would mean um, the night lighting, but the Rebbe says that it would be actually the daytime, that in the morning, at that point, he would light the second one. We have to figure it all out with the mission over there. The Inyan, so the Al-Tarebbe explains the idea is these lamps are represent, they are the attributes of L'cha Hashem Hagdula V'agvurachulu. This is actually a verse um, which we recite in the prayer, in the morning prayers, uh, which stayed over there the uh, the emotions, the uh, seven sefirot, uh, the seven emotional characteristics, uh, which are also represented by the seven sefirot of Atzilus. And therefore you have a Zayin Neiris, and we have seven lamps, connected Zayin Midas, corresponding to the seven emotions. Vehine, Bechol Mido Mido, on every emotion, every char- characteristic, Yesh Lumaz Yesh Zel There is one opposite the other, uh, which is Beklipa Negeda Kedusha. Klipa is the shell, the other side of holiness opposite the Kedusha. Which means, if you have seven holy good emotions, you also have seven uh, negative emotions. You have seven things that oppose the good emotions. So if you have uh, love of Hashem, you have love on the opposite side. If you have awe and fear of Hashem, you have awe and fear of the opposite side. So it's always zel umazeh. There is this opposite the other, beklipa neged And what happens is vehein yonkes me They nurture from kedusha. Meaning that it starts off in the holy uh, area, and the outers, the clippers, they go ahead and they suck off and they mooch off. Uh, they're like leeches. They leech off from the kedusha, and it gives a example. Kemoi say for example, ma'avashe from the level of love which is in the holy side, nimshech bishtausos hamadregis that extends as the evolve of the different steps, as it goes down many steps, leads Taivagashmis to become a physical desire. So love is a feeling of being drawn to, being drawn to Hashem. That level of love, that level of drawing draws you later on to physical desires. Take the other side of the equation. Also from the level of awe and fear of Kedusha, you come to Yirara, you come to a bad fear, Vakas, and anger, Kaigam. And then you get anger, and you get bad fear. And similar to this in other areas, that you can figure out to see that what you uh, have, the bad characteristics, initially start and they nurture, they come from a good place, but then they go and they turn to bad. And what needs to happen is, Vitzorich Levadaramulahapchum. We need to sort them out, sort of, from the bad, and to turn them around. We have to take the 
bad characteristics and the bad love or the bad fears that we have, we need to sort them out and turn them around so that they should be included in the upper holiness. And that means uh, so that these emotions should be totally only to Hashem. They should all be to Hashem in a, uh, on a level of bittel in a way that they are nullified, uh, they are not uh, uh, existent by themselves, independent, and it becomes to, as the verse says, that it is to you, Hashem, that there is the Gdula Gvura, which represents the seven, and enumerates the rest of the Midas, which represents the seven Midas. So what means Hashem, to turn them around, to swipe them around, and bring them into holiness. And who has the ability? How is this sorting out, doing out, working with one's emotion is with the intellect? Because as the verse states, as the statement states, that that it is with the wisdom that they have been sort of sorted out. Um, basically, if to take it in a very, uh, a very simple way. Let's just do one more sentence. The chokma who beginas oir that becomes like the level of light, lahoir as hamidos to illuminate the midos ulazachacham and to refine them. So what happens is that um, when you have a, a, an emotional uh, a behavior, let's say you have a problem with your behavior. Uh, you have a, an insensitivity, or you have a, a, some bad uh, traits, uh, hatred, anger, things like that. How do you deal with them? He says, that's what you have your intellect, you have the level of Chochmah. Your level of Chochmah is considered like a light, just like when it's dark, you don't see where you're going, and when you open up a light, now you can see. The Chochmah in your mind is like the light that opens you up and lets you see how what you're doing is, 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 is not right, how your behavior is not good, and that you must fix yourself. That helps you sort things out. It shows you that this way and this type of behavior and this type of, of negativity is wrong and it's not good, and it helps you sort of find your way. That is the light. The Chochmah is the light that helps you change yourself around. So, now what happens? Ubalaila. When it comes to nighttime, and now we'll see also what the Rebbe explains it according to the one view when they actually lit the menorah, that was only one light lit during the daytime. That was the Nehemiah So he says it was like this Ubalaylo. So when we're talking about the nighttime, what does night represent? The nighttime also represents uh, darkness. Uh, our lives, when we don't see. Um, but we don't see Hashem, and we don't see, like we see Tzorahs, we see problems, we see other things. So it's, it's a dark time. It's a dark time in the world. It's a whole different uh, time when people can see miracles openly, and you see good of Hashem all the time. That's, that would be called daytime, because that is, everything is clear. So when we come to night, which is the dark time, so then, then you had to uh, light all seven lamps. As we said, at night time, you light on all of them, which means the Hainu, that is, 
להמשיך אוי רחוכמה בכל מידו, מידו בפני עצמו. That is to draw down the level of חוכמה that sorts it out in each measure and measure by itself. So you, you bring חוכמה comes to Chesed uh, Chochmah comes to Gevura. Each one of the seven characteristics gets the level of Chochmah that helps to verify. That means that you illuminate it, you make it light, you start to see what's going on to have the Midois turn around and be in the right way. Mashenkin Bayoim, as opposed to in the day, when we talk about the daytime, or you die, then it was sufficient, but Lokas Neir Havov. Then he could only, it was sufficient by just lighting the sixth lamp, which is Shahu Iker Hashpa, which is the main of flow. That's the main thing. The sixth one was the main, sort of, that was the main that gave the flow from the Chokhmah. And then automatically, once you had the main come down the, with lighting, meaning it lit up. Into the midos, uh, into uh, uh, one lamp uh, lighting up. It doesn't say which one of them, which one, which midah would be, but that would bring down the chokhmah into all the midos. Uh, the sixth, again, depending from where you're starting, but the sixth is either the level of yisoid or is the level of bina. Uh, that, but anyways, he's not talking about it right now, so we'll go back to. Vihine and behold, Yesh Oilom Shono Nefesh. There is three um, three things. There is the world, Shono is the year, and Nefesh is the soul. Which means, let's say by Yom Kippur we say, on Yom Kippur they all three greatest things meet together. In the humans, the most the greatest servant of all people, the Nefesh is who is Aaron, the high priest. He is the highest level of service to Hashem. That's who was appointed. Now, that's in the people. In the year, what is the holiest day of the year? That would be Yom Kippur, because on Yom Kippur is the holiest day all year. So you have a whole year, then you have Yom Kippur. Now, in the world, you have a lot of holy places, but the holiest place is the Beis Amigdosh, is the Kodesh HaKadosh, the Holy of Holiest. On Yom Kippur, all these three aspects of Oilam Shona Nefesh, the world, the year and the person come together. We have the Koyan Godel on Yom Kippur going into the Kodesh HaKadoshim brings them all together. But I just want to bring an example what is Oilam Shona Nefesh. So here we're talking about uh, bringing down the light into the world. Into the world in order to change around the characteristics. So we shame So in the literal sense uh he, the light that he lit, the menorah, came down into this world. So just, but just like he would draw it down. In the world. Which are the seven levels. And um, the seven levels and amidus, which are involved in leading of the world. Uh, so he would also bring down in into the soul of the Yidden, which are also 70 souls that correspond to the seven lamps. 
were learning in the Mimer of Bechof Hebi Kislev. This is in the portion of Ayeshev in the Torah Or. In the, um, this is the second the part we're learning. Um, so what we were discussing earlier was that the idea of lighting the menorah, which has seven branches, these seven branches, they represent the seven different emotions um, of chesed, gevura, tiferes, those are the known emotions, those are the traits and the characteristic that a person possesses. And metaphorically speaking, you have to illuminate them, bring light in them, what it means to light them up, to be able to distinguish and to see if your emotions are proper, if they are in the right direction, or you have to change them, you have to uh, turn them around and fix them up. When uh, you light up, that is when you can see what's going on, and he says you like the level of chachma, that's one's intellect, one's wisdom, is the actually the illuminating when you have your wisdom that can tell you you look with your mind and then you can understand whether you're doing right or wrong so this is um, in the general world uh, when Aaron lit the menorah that was sort of a uh, bringing down the level of chokhmah, the level of light in the world, the level of wisdom in the world, the level of understanding. What it means is that um, the world, uh, for those who want to see, will be able to uh, experience and see the world the way it's really in truth, because they will have the chokhmah which is sort of brought about through the lighting of the menorahs. The physical lighting of Aaron's menorah represents Aaron bringing down into the world a level of chokhmah, a level of understanding. So now we're continuing. It says, Vihine yesh oilom shono nefesh, which means there is the world, the year, and the soul, which means to say, Whatever we see in the world, in the world as a whole, there is also a microcosm which takes place in the human soul. Because the human, the soul, is also like a world in of itself. And it also takes place in time, which is in the time of the year. So just to bring the general uh, idea that we speak sometimes to demonstrate what we mean by world, year, and soul, called Oilom Shon and Nefesh, is we talk about Yom Kippur. Now, Yom Kippur is the holiest day of the year. So, in time, if somebody was going to ask, what is the holiest day of the year? They'll tell you it's Yom Kippur. Then, when somebody is going to ask you, what is the holiest place in the world? then you'll say, well, the Beit HaMikdash, the Kodesh HaKadashim, the sanctuary and the Holy of Holies, that space is the holiest place. So time, the holiest time of the year is Yom Kippur. 
the holiest place in the world is the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the holy of holiest in the sanctuary. Now, who is the holiest of the people? That would be, for this purposes, the Kohen Gadol, the high priest who served. So what happens on Yom Kippur, you actually have a combination of these three, Olam, Shona, and Nefesh. You have, in the world, it's the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies. In year, it's the holiest day, it's Yom Kippur. And in people, it's the Kohen Gadol. And the Kohen Gadol does his service on Yom Kippur in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So you have all three together. I'm just demonstrating to you what it means. Oilom Shona Nefesh. So, Ukishem Shahoya Arin Mamshich, just like Arin would draw down Hamshochas, um, an extension of light. We say that in the world, Aaron would bring down into the world the light of Chokhmah. When he lit the menorah, he would bring down the spiritual level of Chokhmah into the world. And what does it mean bringing down the light of Chokhmah into the world? Because it says that, why do we have seven days? Because we know God creates six days he created and he rested on the seventh day. But actually, it's also said that each day God used another uh, emotional characteristic, another sefirah to create the world. So on Sunday there is chesed, on Monday there is gevurah, and so on. So that every day uh, a certain power of Hashem's midos, Hashem's traits, so to speak, is the one that creates and runs the world on that day. What illuminates, what brings light to those midos, that's the level of Chochmah. Those are the seven levels and upper midos, upper emotions, which is in the order and the conduct of the world. That's how the world runs. The world runs, the seven days of the week run by Hashem's characteristics, by Hashem's expression of His different midos. And kach, so just like we're saying in the world, in the level of the seven midos, there was a infusion of chokhmah to lead the world in with the illumination that chokhmah provides. Likewise, he would also bring down, draw down. This was Aaron by his lighting the menorah. He would also light down, also bring down the uh, level of Chokhmah into the souls, into the souls of the of the Jewish soul, into the Jewish soul, because Shehem, because they are the Jewish souls, are Yoitze Yerach Yaakov Shivim Nofesh. We say that those who came out from Yaakov were 70 souls. Originally, before we came to the number 600,000, it all started with 70. Because when we say when the Jewish people descended to Mitzrayim, to Egypt, and the Torah counts them out, and the Torah said there were 70 people. Why the number 70? 70 also, Neged Bechinas Zayin Haneris. That corresponds to the level of the seven 
lamps, the seven lamps of the menorah. Now, seven times ten, because each one is times ten, because each one of the midos is made up, is included from ten sefirot, from ten, from the Chabad and the Chagas Nehim. Those are the ten sefirot that make up each of the sefirot. So the seventy, the Jewish souls, they too are illuminated by the seven neighbors. So that means that when Aaron lights the neighbors, he brings down the level of a chokhmah into all these branches, into all the Jewish souls, which start off with the number 70, and from there forth they branch out to 600,000 and more. Uh, we saying that the, the way the Torah refers to these 70 people, it says, Yoitzei Yerach Yaakov. They come out of the thigh of Yaakov, meaning they're children of Yaakov. Now, the Torah uses the word Yaakov. Yaakov is made up of two letter, two words. Yud, Okev. Okev means the heel. And Yud, the letter Yud. What is the letter Yud Okev? The Hainu, which means Pchinas Yud, Hu Pchinas Chokhmah. The level of Yud is the level of Chokhmah. Chokhmah is the level Yud because it's just a dot, it's just a level of Chokhmah. Which extends and evolves, comes down in Yishtaushlus, into the level of the heel. And to all of the end steps, all the levels of the bottom. So it's from the Yud, okay. Because what he's trying to say is that that is what Yaakov does, um, um, that Yaakov brings down, that the level of Chochmah should come down everywhere, which is what we're trying to say is what the menorah does, with, is what Aaron did when he lights the menorah. But that is the word of Yaakov itself. Zehu, this is also the meaning when we see in the verse that it says, uh, This is the verse which talks about when Esav, uh, when they were both born, it says that Yaakov's hand was holding on in the heel of Esav. So though that Esav came out first, he's the older one, but Yaakov's hand was holding on, sort of trying to prevent what does it mean, Yodoi is holding on that cave Esav? So he says the word ki Yodoi, the word Yodoi is Oisius, is the same letter as Yud. And that letter Yud, Oichezes, as Ha'akev Shel Esav. That is holding on to the heel of Esav. What does it mean? What does it mean he holds on to his heel? The built-in Nesoyn Loi Toikev is Pashtus not to allow Esau, he's holding on to his heel, not to allow him the force of spreading out in dominance. But rather to subdue him underneath the Kedusha. And to subdue the other side. Basically, Esau represents the evil. Esau represents the side that opposes the side of holiness. And when Yaakov, who is Yud Ekev, 
is holding on to the heel of Esav, that means that the Chochmah, that's the level of Yud, is holding on to the heel of the Esav, which means he's holding on, he's controlling him, and not allowing him to spread out. That would represent in one's heart, in one's service, if we have the little Esav in our own heart, which wants to perhaps expand and express itself. And Yaakov, that is the Nefesh kiss, holds on with that you to that and uses the person's intellect not to allow for your emotion or your natural instincts to take over and lead you down the wrong path. And this was the concept that Aaron draw down when Aaron would like the Menorah, what did he do? He drew down that level of Yaakov, that Yud of Yaakov, which is the light of Chochmah, to the level of Ekev. So that also the natural instincts of the animal souls should go up and be included in, in holiness. Basically, in very simple words, what it means is that a person needs to use their intelligence, their intellect, or he calls it the light of Chochmah, to be able to distinguish and make sure that he doesn't just follow his emotions and just do what he wants to do, but rather use his seichel, use his intellect to control and direct that his uh, action should be okay. Now, when we talk about actions of day-to-day things that we do, okay, then you say you use your seichel to make sure that what you're doing is proper and correct and don't do foolish things. That's in a very simple level. But when we talk about the level of holiness, a lot of times we don't think that it's foolish because to us, we don't have the light of the Chochmah of Kedusha. We don't see why doing a certain act would be an act of foolishness because to us, it appears to be okay. But that's only because just like a person will act unintelligibly, uh, not intelligently because he doesn't follow what his mind, the right things, he just goes by instinct or he just goes by uh, impulse. But the mind is supposed to control you. But in a similar way, on a spiritual level, on a holy level, we're also following our impulse, not realizing that we don't really... Uh, not supposed to do it, it's not good for us, it's not good for us spiritually. So for that we need an emotional, uh, a spiritual uh, clarity. We need clarity in a way that we should really understand what we need to do to see what is proper, what is not proper. Now we don't always have that obvious, and we don't always see that. And Aaron, when he lit the menorah, he brought about that sort of spiritual uh, energy into the level of all the Jewish people that the people should be able to take even their natural and uh, sort of animalistic instincts to be able to light them 
and utilize them and elevate them and bring them up to Kedusha and to bring them up in holiness and that was accomplished by the lighting of the menorah and then he goes on he says the Pasik states uh, in the order of the temple this is in the Talmud there's actually a, uh, a debate about this but this is the way it, it actually turns out the way it was done so the way in the service in the temple it was, it says in the Pasuk, in the verse, When Aaron lit the lamps in the afternoon, so then, then he brought the incense. There was incense brought on the Mizbeach that was standing inside of the Eichel. There were two altars, basically, two Mizbeachs. There was one that stood outside, that was the one on which they would do all the sacrifices every on a regular basis. And then there was another smaller altar which was actually stationed inside of the Beis Hamikdash. The outer one stood in the courtyard. The other one was in the inside one. That is basically referred to as the Mizbeach HaKetoris, the Mizbeach of the incense, because the Torah commands that on that altar they should bring every morning twice a day once in the morning and once in the afternoon, so they would bring this incense. When was the incense brought? When was it offered? So it says that when Aaron lit the lamps in the evening, that is when he brought the incense. The same thing is in the morning. The verse also states, At the time that he would clean the lamps, then he would bring the incense. The cleaning of the lamps, as we learned earlier, took place in the morning. In the morning, he would go ahead and clean out the lamps from the ashes from the previous day. And at that point, that is when he brings the offering. So what do we see over here? In that first, you light the neiris. That you first light the menorahs, you bring them up, and then you... Uh, uh, bring the offerings and the chen baboiker sending in the morning that once you, first you do good in laps and then you bring the offerings as we read and it's written in the order of the ma'arochem that the way it worked the setup in the base Hamikdash we do it in the morning it says hatovas shtei neiris kaidamas liktoris that the uh, making good of the two lamps comes before the Ketodis. In uh, We learned it out from the Psukim, there were seven lamps actually in the uh, in the temple, but they were split, we learned from a Pasuk in the Gemara in Yoima, we learned from a Pasuk that you um, do, first you do the five lamps, and then you do two lamps, and then eventually you do the Ketodis. So that means, and there's supposed to be an interruption in between the five and the two lamps, the way you uh, clean them, there was first five lamps were cleaned, and then after that, they brought the, um, 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 the, the blood, of the sprinkled the blood of the Tamid, and then the blood of the Tamid came before the Shteiners, but the Ketodis, as we have it in Abaya, the Marocha, 
uh, over there, uh, that came after, even after the two nairs, of course after the five, but even after the two nairs. So what is the idea over here? What is the idea of bringing incense after we light and after we do the two laps? Because what is the lamps that we're saying? Already we explained above that is to elevate one's character. That have descended and have evolved in physically into the animal souls. So they should go up and included in Gdusha. But the Ketoides, that is to elevating the letters. They are letters that we find in both, in, in all three in thought, speech, and action. Those are the garments of the Midrash which are done. The Rebbe explained what is the idea of Hadlokas Hanedus, of uh, bringing up the Nedus. Now, the Alter Rebbe is going to explain now what's the union of Ketoidus. And uh, while the Nedus is bringing up the Midos, Ketoidus elevates the Machshava Diburumaisa. He's going to explain the Machshava Diburumaisa of a person which are considered to be Doimim inanimate. And when they get confused with worldly matters, and we have to change them to Kedusha, that is the purpose of the, uh, the Ketoidus. And that's what was accomplished through the Ketoidus. So it says like this, Ba'oisis the Kedusha, Nikroim choimas basiyen. When we talk about letters of Kedusha, they're like a wall. A wall of basiyen. Because the whole idea of letters is the idea of stones, of doimim. So you have doimim uh, inanimate in Klippa, in, uh, and you have doimim in Kedusha. The doimim in Kedusha, that sends up a wall of choymas basiyon, which is a choymo shalavonim. It's a wall which is made out of stones. Those stones represent machshava diburumaisaks and the oisius, the level of oisius. Why are letters called stones? So we know already because in Sefer Yitzira, quoting over here is, it says that that if you have two avonim, two stones or two letters, they can build two houses, which means if you have an aleph and a base, you can build aleph base or base aleph, av and boy, two words. Same thing is, if you have two bricks, you can build one on top, this one on top, and the other one on top. Eventually, you can build from a whole bunch of words, you can build many bricks, and from many bricks you can build a home. And, and that's what we're saying, Kenoi does know. As it's written elsewhere in the Posik, so the Posik says that Hashem is great, and He's very praised, when he's in the city of Elikeinu. What does it mean when he's in the city of Elikeinu? There's a city of Elikeinu. Elikeinu means the Ebishter, our God. 
when he's in the city, means when you built a whole city for him. What is the whole city that you built? You built all these words and all these sentences and all these structure, which is the house. Amosai Nikra Godl. When is the Abishter called great? When he expands into the Yiralikenu, into the various different letters, into the various different words in which the Abishter dwells, which is the level of Kedusha, when you speak words of Torah, you speak words of Tefillah, or everything, you're building a house for Hashem through those. Those are the inanimate in which Hashem dwells. But what do we do about the letters, about the words, and the thoughts that are not for Hashem? That's why we have the Ketoiris to elevate them, to help us bring them back. The letters of the thought, speech, and action that have fallen into physicality under the domain, the dominance of the Klippus and the other side. They are not going to be elevated just through the Haloa Sanatis, which the Midas are elevated. Ein lahem aliyah al-yidei hamshokhas oir ha They don't have an elevation through just bringing down the light of Chokhmah. Ke'ein oir ha-chokhmah ele b'midas atzma. The light of Chokhmah can only impact the Midas themselves. They are spiritual, so that can be affected by being mamshik, the level of chokhmah to change around your ave, your yira to ruchnis. But the physical of the letter, physicality of the letters, they don't have an elevation. They need the ketoidus, the ketoidus. Why is ketoidus different than... Because ketoidus says, Ammonim ha-ketoidus, hoyum midvorim she'em behem tam klal. They were made out of items that have no taste. They smell good, but they don't have a taste. Ve'enom imin michael klal. They are not from the type of a food. A type of a food. So what does that mean? So they harehen b'chines doimim. So the ketoidus are like inanimate, because they're not so meyach, okay? They don't have any taste, so they're like an inanimate thing, which there's nothing to it. So therefore, they can't ubehaktorosom. And when you offer them the ketoidus, nase bechinas reyach that brings about a aroma, a smell that goes up above, when you have a non-food item, but you smell it, sometimes it can bring back the soul. That's why we do the besomim on Matzi Shabbos. That is, gives you, brings you back. Which is, The Ishe, the fire, brings a pleasantness of an aroma, of a smell to Hashem. The Ketoiris brings about, that through the smell it becomes pleasantness. So what does it mean, the word nichoyach? Nichoyach means pleasantness, but nichoyach also means going down. Nichoyach means it descends. That through the reyach, that we provide the ketoiris, that is the descent in the shtalshlus, hamshokas b'chinas havaye yud chokmachulu, to bring down, 
the name of Hashem, that's Avatzilus of Yud Chochma, into what? Into the Oasis, into the Gashmis, into the Gashmis of the world. That was the Ketobis. But what does this all mean to us? Which the Altarebbe's point is, what does it all mean to us in, 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 in practical for a person to help him his Machshove Dibro This was all in the Beis Hamikdash. That they would offer for sacrifices. And then you had what? And you had the Aneiris, and you had the Ketoiris, and you had the and you have the Ishirech Nechoyach, the pleasantness that we're talking about specifically, that says by the Karbonis. So now the Tefillah is the Mokomor Karbonis. So let's see, Ulhovin Inyanze Betfilo, let's see what's the idea in the Davning, in our Davning, how to. Interpret this reach nichoyach and also the order, because the way it worked in the beis hamikdash, uh, they would have different parts when the carbon tumid came. Part of it was the sprinkling of the blood came at one point. The others, the 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 offering of the limbs came a different place. So the carbon had various different times. It wasn't done all at once. So you sprinkle the blood, and then you had the neiris, and then you had the ketoris, and then you have... So he's going to explain the order, how this took place. In order to uh, explain all this in the document. You say So they would uh, sort of make two of the candles good, which means they would clean out two of the candles on the um, on the menorah, and that was the the way it worked is that this there were the two lamps because first they would, while they had two when they came and they saw there were still two in the menorah that were burning so, and the other ones were already extinguished, they would clean out all the other ones from the, whatever, from the ashes and whatever left over from the fire and then they would fix it, and then they would relight them from the two that were still burning. And then they would clean those two that were still burning. That was the shtenators. That's what you had to say, shtenators. But anyway, that's the... So the, the blood of the tomit that you sprinkle on the Mizbeach, that takes place before cleaning of the two nators. And then... Uh, the natives, the natives come. So first comes the dam hatomit before the shtei natives, right? And then the shtei natives come before the ketores, and then and then the ketores comes before the evorim. So it turns out nimtza v'neris the ketores evorim nimtza. Shadam hatomi, the sprinkling of the blood, is koidem lenedus uketoidus. That comes before you light the lamps and you make the ketoidus. So first what you did, you sprinkled the blood, and then the evorim, it's the evorim hatomi, that the actual limbs, achar nedus they burn. Actually, they burn all night on the mizbeach. 
Okay? So what is this idea, these things earlier or later, so we'll understand this idea in the service of Hashem and the davening. What is the dam hatomit? What is the evorim and the order? What is the main avoida when we read the Shema and we daven? That is that to, to give over your soul when you read the Shema. In the Shema, we find two times that the Torah talk that the, the Posik talks about Mesidus Nefesh over there. So number one is Limser Nafshoi Be'echod. When you say Hashem Elikein Hashem Echod, you have to give over yourself to the Ebrister. And then a second time is it says Uchol Nafshecha. We also say Afilu Noitlus Nafshecha. Chulu. So what is these two Mesidus Nefesh? One of Echod and one of Noitlus Nafshecha in Uchol Nafshecha in the Posik. Rebbe is going to explain there is Mesiris Nefesh of your ne- of your Neshama and then there is Mesiris Nefesh of the Nefesh of Bahamis. The first Hashem Echot is the Mesiris Nefesh of your Nefesh Elikis. And the second Bechol Nefeshcho is the Mesiris Nefesh of the Nefesh of Bahamis. L'hovin ma'u inyan beis pomim Mesiris Nefesh halolo. What is the two times of this Mesiris Nefesh? Hine, le Mesiris Nefesh be'echot when we give up nefesh echot, koyi al nefesh alikis. That goes on the godly soul. Shuhu bechinas bittel bechinas bittel mamish. The nefesh alikis can be totally subjugated. The nefesh alikis, the nefesh bamis cannot reach that level, but the nefesh alikis can be totally subjugated. Ukomeshe kosuv, like we find in the pasuk referencing, it says chai havaya asheramaditi lefono. So chai havaya by the life of Hashem. I stood before Hashem. The idea, what does it mean I stood before Him? Bechinas Amido, which means I stood before Him, means He bitl ba'oir eitzov baruchu mamash. That means I stood before Him, meaning that I was totally bottled. I was in front of the Abishter, meaning that I stood before Him. That level of amadity represents total bitl. Then you have Bechinas Ubechol Nafshecho. That is talking about Tzahayinu Shegam Bechinas Nefesh Abahamis. Means that the Nefesh of Bahamis is in a state of his kafya habcha. It's not total bittel. It subjugates and turns itself around. Shemesidus Nefesh Zu, this Mesidus Nefesh, ain't It's not when you say Echot. Elo, Bibchinas Baruch Shem Kivayt Malchusay Lo'ilom. That's going to be Yehud Tatoa, as we say, the Shema Yisrael is Yehud Eloh, Yehud Tatoa, which is the same as Ubechol Nafshecho. So we say that only comes Baruch Shem Kved Malchus Eloh Void, the Ubechol Nafshecho comes to the level of shame. What's the difference between Shema Yisrael and Baruch Shem as far as here we see that this is only Iskafi, it's not totally Bittl. Because here we're talking about the Abishta's name. We're saying Baruch Shem, the level of shame. The level of shame we're going to see is not this is, is, is uh, external level already. It's not the Mamish, uh, the Ain Sof of Nehashem. So what's the idea? For it's known that the level that fills the world, the level that surrounds the world, these are all extensions 
from the Ein Sof. So, both of them. That the Bechinas Ma'av Sev Kulam Hakel Nikra Bechinas Shmi Milvad. They're only Davish's name. Ukemaimer, like we say in the uh, in the davening in the Baruch Shomer, you say Melech Meshubach Umfar Adach Magodol Melech Meshubach Umfar Adi Ad Forever Shmoi Hagodol. His great name. We're talking about his name. What does it mean? Adi Ad Forever is his name. Pirushi. What does Adi Ad mean? That means Kol Halias, all the elevations. Shem Eilam. To be saying from world to world, which means one elevation after the other elevation, which would be the Elam Habo, Veganidna Elye, Vimei Samashiach, Utchias Hamesim, Vekama River Revovis, Elamas Vecholas, Hamavur, Bezoyer, and all these things. Ubemes is Harbe Yeser than Kates. There's even more than all these that we mentioned over here. Okumashi Kosuv, Ligduda Vein Mispar. Like we say that there is no number to the Eberster's battalions, to those armies over there. So Gedudov are external, because those is talking about what are you talking about? Malachim. That's Chitzonis. And they're also unlimited. Can you imagine? But what about the Neshamas? For sure, Neshamas, because Neshamas are what? The Shamas are They are internal of the world. So all this is only Shmoy. That's what it means, Adi Ad means all the different levels that you have. All this It's only Shmoy, which is Shem and that is the level. So that's all that comes in the level of Baruch Shem Kveid Machusay Leilum Void, which means, what is it? Mishmaik Shem Kveid Machusay Leilum Void. Commercial is Pashus Hamelech Medina, like the expansion of the king in the Mekin. Sherak Shmoy Heilu Bechol Medina Smalchusay, Veloyatz Musim Musay. It's only the name of the king. So the, 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 he does. The king is not everywhere. That, you know that, but the, that that's only what the. Uh, his expansion is the name. That's so. Shmi represents a level which is not the Abishter himself. Shmi represents a level which is um, which is not the Abishter himself. So now, So likewise, when we talk about a king, same thing with the Abishter. This is this expansion of the Chai is the coming of the to give life to all creation and the life of every living thing, the soul of every living thing. It's only like in the level of shame. That's only a zivan ha'ora in the level of nikro oir ein sof. That's called the life of the ein sof, the light of the ein sof. Abul Mamish, but when we talk about the essence of the Ein Baruch Hu, the Baruch Hu, Mamish, who Rom but the Eibushter himself is Rom Benisa. He is exalted and raised. Yani Havaye Loi Shonisi, because I Hashem have not changed, which meaning the Eibushter is not touched by anything that took place. Ksiv, 
There is no relationship to Hashem, blessed, even as much as one drop from the Yam Okyonis, from the ocean. Okyonis, no, no. Behine, Haneshoma, Machma, Abanefeshelikis, Machma, Shibchines, Pinimisogma. So, Dineshoma, because the godly soul, because it's in the inner of the world, he betailov and nichlelas biyichud elyin baruchu legabin so baruchu mamish. So therefore, it's subjugated and it's included in the blessed unity of the Ebrister relative to Eso baruchu mamish. So the neshama can get the first level of Shema Yisrael Shemachot, and the reason is machmas sheshoyro meiro leo oini so baruchu. It rests and shines upon her. The blessed light of the Insof, you understand and reflects in Hashem's greatness, Hashem's exaltness. There's no thing to value to Hashem, Hashem didn't change. When it all descends through the Madregas, until the end of the Madregas, which is once you're dressed up in the physical body, that's the end of all the madregas. So he me to the physical, who Mosach Mavdil is a parting uh, curtain and separates Yichud Elyon, that unity of above. Machmos Nirulayne Bosoli, Yeshudavan Nifrod, because it appears to be. A, for the eyes of the first, it appears like something different. So now all of a sudden, that neshama, when it's brought down on the goof, so the goof is a block for it, it doesn't anymore see it. That through the descent of the soul, the godly soul, the purpose why the godly soul descended was just for its own. It's not for the neshama likis. Because as we said before, even before it descended, it stood before Hashem at the highest level. It's for the purpose of elevating your animal soul. The, the neshama works with your animal soul to raise all of you, to make you on a higher level. To shine to it a shine from the unity of the blessing. That she too should be able to be included, to elevate and be included in the blessed light of the void. And that comes from the Sheikh Shem that is when you reflect and you see what everything you see in the world looks like a separate thing. It's really only a ray. It's everything comes from the Ebrister. It's Hashem's name. Like it says elsewhere else. Okay. When the animal soul goes up to be included in the Eirin Sobaruch So then that is very strong, very big. 
and she has a lot of strength. So that means that when it comes to that level of Aliyah from the Nefshah Bahamis, you get a greater force, even more than the Nefshah Lekis by itself. Shehi Bechinas Baal she's on a level of a Baal Tshuva, the Mashkin Bechal Bechelayatim. That they pull with more force. Why is that? The Nefesh Bahamis comes from the holy animals that are in the Merkava. That's the source of the Nefesh Bahamis. So when you elevate it to their source, what is it written? It says, that the Chayis, they carry, they have the strength to carry the Kisei. Just like we say that an animal has more Koyach than a human. So when you take the animal that's in you, or in this case we're talking about general, soon we'll talk about the person himself. The general, the Nefesh Abhamis that is taken from Chayim HaKodesh is Vachayis Noises as a Kisei. So they carry the, the kisei together with the odom that is on top. And then it says, It's with a lot of noise that they raise. The reason why there is a lot of noise, the Altarebbe explains now. That is, uh, that is hinted by the idea, that is the idea of the dam, the blood. Blood is an energy, is a force. That means because they're coming, that's the greater force of the Baal Tshuva. Because they're coming from a distance, they're not there, so they push very strong to become closer. And this is the idea of Zeoyindamatomid. Al Tarebi was is discussing the order of the way it corresponds to the Avoidu de Maroche in the Beis Amigdosh. So that was the blood of the Tomid. That was Tzofoyno Lifnei Hashem. He's going to explain how the Posik Tzofoyno Lifnei Hashem. Tzofen, by definition, is Gvura. Why? Because when you face Mizrach, Tzofoyno is on the left. So that's called Gvura. And the idea is it's Lifnei Havaye, that it goes higher than Havaye. Shakarbonus, Hoyu Benefesh Abhema. The carbonis were in an animal soul. And what did they do? To bring her up to her source. Because where does the nefesh abhema come from? The face of the ox, which is in the Merkava. So what happens is, so you're bringing a carbon, you're bringing it up to its source, to its mocker. And where do you shecht it? In Tzofen. Tomid was from the Holy of the Holiest. Which is which is with a great fanfare. That's one thing of Tzofen. Tzofen is smoil, Gevura. Gevura, as he's going to explain in a minute, Gevura comes from the level of distance of Hashem, which with a great force you want to get close. Begam Tzofoyno, another idea in the word Tzofoyno, is Tzofin Hey. That the Hey is hidden. 
We're talking about the last letter of the Shem Havaya. Which is the level of the hiding and the contraction of the blessed Ein Sof. So that's why there is the, the noise, because the Abishter is hidden from them. So they have a great, a lot of noise to try to connect. Which means, when you go through this Tzofoyna, to the Balshuva, through the Cheleyatir, through the Neusis Sakise, through the Chayis, to all the idea with the Shoyrish, where they come, Mesnasim, Berash Godel, you end up going lifnei havaya. You end up going in a higher level of havaya. From the level of tzofoyno, which is the level of great noise. So they raise and they carry the chair, the throne, which is the muski mareodom. Who is on the throne? The image of a mareodom. And they carry it They carry it up to higher than the place of Adam. When they carry the throne, they're carrying it up to a higher place. Why? Because they are rooted in the Olam Hatoyu, which is Lifnei Melech Melech Libnei Yisrael, quoting the Pasuk. That means there was before there was a king to Israel. That's higher than Tikkun. That's the level of Toyu. So therefore they bring back up to their source when you bring up the carbon, so the carbon goes back to the level of Raj uh, Godil, to the level of the Kisei, Misnasim Sakisei, and you bring it Lifnei Havaya. The regular level of Havaya is the level of Tikkun. That's the level of Odom. That's the level which is Allah Kisei. They raise it up higher. In Havaya, which is Yud, is Chochma, and the K is Bina, and then the Midas. That's When we say that with great power, that's higher than Odom. That is which is That is the source of the level of Havaya. From there extends to be the creation of the level of. They, they, they become the level of Ayah. So basically, this is the service of the Karbonis, what the Karbonis accomplished to take a Nefshah Behemah, to elevate it, to bring it on the higher level. But the same thing is with your own Behemah, your own animal that you got to deal with, your animal that's inside of you. Uh, when, do, when does that animal get to uh, turn around and to be elevated and to is when it gets involved in the davening. So he says, when it comes down, Kamoi Shadam Hotomid Hoyu Makrivi Menefesh Abhema Mamish. Just as the blood of the offering of the Tomid, they would bring it. They'd actually bring the soul of the animal. That's the blood of the animal they would sprinkle on the Mizbeach. So they would bring the, 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 the animal itself, the soul of the animal they'd bring on the Mizbeach. Also, when we daven, we take our own animal and we're sacrificing it to Hashem. That is the elevation and the inclusion 
of your animal soul, the animal soul that's in the human. Now, this elevation that takes place is also with a lot of noise, with a lot of excitement. When a person davens, when a person gets involved in the idea, he gets all excited and he makes a lot of various different kinds of excitement expression. In a level of a sparkling fire, a level of excitement with a yearning, with a thirst. That is the dam. That's like the blood of the Tumit. The blood of the Tumit is the fire in the Nefesh Abahamis to get yourself involved. And this is the meaning of Odom Ubehema to Shia Hashem. What does it mean, Odom Ubehema? Because there is a category of humans. And then there's a category of animals, two separate categories. But within the human, there's also an animal. So within the category of the human, there's an animal in the, in the human. That's the meaning of the Pasik, Odom Ubehema Tashiya Havaye. Havaye, this is Yudke Vavke, which we're asking for the illumination of the name of Hashem should be shining to the person, to the Abish, they should get the love. Help. We're asking Hashem help, which means to come down to us, not just to the Odom. Odom u Behema, we're saying the Behema that's in the Odom. The level of the Behema, the animal which is within the human, you should help. That it should also have the extension, the experience of the level of Hashem. So that God should come down, that you should be able to experience it and feel it. That's what the davening is. The davening is with the great yearning to be able to be privileged to see Hashem, to feel Hashem, to see the Yud Kei in the idea. This, as we say in the Shema, should be with all your heart. What does it mean, with all your heart? Because in the heart, there is two ventricles, there's two holes. There are two halolim. We're saying it has to be with all your heart. There's two hollows, there's two ventricles. The right ventricle is filled with air. And, and the Ruach, and the left ventricle, the Cholol Hasmoli, the left one is Molidam, is filled with blood. Shahadam Hu Hanefesh, the blood that is the life, that's the person, that's the blood that is the person. Revi is Dam Shahanefesh Tluyaboy, that amount, there is a amount, a quarter of the leg of blood which a person needs to have minimally in order to live the soul needs that quarter in order to to stay with the person where is it stay? Mishkon believe the resting places in the heart in the heart is the element of fire and the natural heat as it's known 
menashim that the wings of the lungs blow al halev on the heart They fan, uh, they fan the the heart to cool it off from its heat. From who mishkan had to shuk over there is the resting place of the uh, of the desire and the thirst, the godly thirst to be elevated and to be included um, in the light of the blessed name. So, so over here it means, I guess, it says meaning in all aspects which would be both the um, animal soul and the godly soul. So what happens after a person has this yearning to come close to Hashem? So in response, we know that when you reach out to Hashem, you also get a similar response from Hashem by Yisarusa de la from above, Ruach Aisiruach. So, Hine Achre Bechinas Ha'alov is Kalluzu. After this elevation, and this is Kalluz, so then we say Ruach Aisiruach Ba'amshik Ruach. So then you have a spirit that brings the Ruach. And then they bring the Ruach, which means that you, by bringing your Ruach to the Ebishter, by reaching out to Hashem, you draw down Hashem. Laham shich oirin sof kamayim upon him. That you draw down the blessed light below of the Ein Sof, just like the reflection of the face in the water, as we say many times, if you show a smiling face to the water, you get an image, a reflection from what you show. So when we show Hashem a love, a tzimoin, a thirst, a connection, so then Hashem smiles back to us, gives us back that connection that we're looking for. <laughs> Just as he is subjugating himself from his own yesh to become ayin, so Hashem also actually brings down the opposite, I mean, the mirror reflection, is he makes from the ayin to the yesh, which means Hashem gives him an insight from what he is looking for. He goes, he is looking for the yesh to become ayin. So the Abishter gives him from that ayin and brings him down to his yesh. So that it should be below just as it's above. So that is Bechol And then you go to Bechol Nafshecha, where all you saw, what does it mean, all you Nafshecha, what is the next step? That means with all Koiches HaNefesh, with all the powers of the soul, which is Machshove Diburu which is your thought, speech and action. So literally it means to dedicate to Hashem, that all your thoughts, speech, and action should be only to Hashem. Vegam kol nefesh kalula menefesh ruach neshama, and also every nefesh has in it nefesh ruach neshama, 
which is what? The Iker HaNefesh, he amaskelis, the main, what is the main nefesh of the, what is the main thing of the nefesh? The fact that it's an intellectual soul. Kol chad lepum delay. Everybody according to his measure. Intellectually, everybody, that's the soul. So it's machshova dibramais, and also your understanding. Yesh morim mikro. There are some people that are masters of Chumash. They can read the Chumash. Yesh morim mishnah v'talmud. There are some that can study the Mishnah and the Talmud. Yeah. Inyan hadlokas haneris. And this is the idea of lighting the neiris uh, to um, to bring uh, about the the um, the revelation of Hashem in the intellect. Um, it's going to say like this: Hello, Shabein Harbai Madlik Kol Zayin Haneiris. In the evening, the person would light all the seven candles. And in the morning, when he would do the two lamps in the morning. So the way he used to work, So the sixth lamp, you would clean it up, and you would light it, the sixth one. And then you would light the seventh candle. So, That's like the idea. The Torah provides the light, so to light the shine of the Torah in all of your soul, which means into your intellectual soul. So, So from here we come to the level of means... It means all your money. What does that mean? What does it mean with all your money? That is level of tzedakah. He bechinas had tzedakah. That is the level of tzedakah. Shehi stam mitzvahs maisis. When we talk about mitzvah and action, we give an example. The general mitzvah is we're talking about we're talking about tzedakah. Kenoida. This is known, that those mitzvahs which are a physical doing, they are like the ketoides that are made from spices. They're not taste, they're not a taste, they're not food kind items. So, which means they're considered like we learned their level of oisius. Because the, the ketodos are like the level of oisius. Over here he says, they live like a seed, just doing. Umehem nase, but from there, from the level of maise, becomes b'chinas reyach. Ha'oyle lemailo lechazek esamayich. The level of reyach, of the good smell of the incense, strengthens the mind. Ulehoshiv esanefesh, gives back the soul. Like we said, like I'm b'samim amatzeh Shabbos. Shereishis. Gilu klolus hanefesh. Where did nefesh reveal itself? The beginning is ubmeichin shabarosh. Upulas hareyachi. So what does the reyach accomplish? Shaloi ti hanefesh bebchinas histalkus min hamoichin. So that the nefesh should not be in a way removed from the moichim. Rashi toshuvat esgale mehelam elagilu. But rather it should 
return and be revealed from hidden to revealed. So let's say if the person faints, God forbid, so the neshama sort of leaves him. So how do you bring back the neshama? You give him to smell a strong smell, brings back. So the idea of the mitzvahs, which are like the level of the ketoidus, which is the level of a reyach, is to bring back that it should come down. Say this is the idea of the mitzvahs, which general is the mitzvah of tzedakah. Shalom Nemar of tzedakah, it says, that tzedakah raises the nation. That tzedakah raises and goes up higher and higher. Oksiv. Further, it says, "Vayilbash tzedakah." which is also one of the letters in the Geras HaKodesh. He says, Tzedakah, you dress it up. When you do Tzedakah, it dresses you up like a shield. Of armor, people used to wear uh, a full body shield when they go to the war against, to protect themselves. Uh, so you, the Tzedakah becomes like a shield protecting you from all kinds of bad stuff that are out there. And also, it's a koiva yeshu beroshe. It's like a hard hat. It's a hat that brings salvation on your head. So that's a full body and head protection that the tzedakah provides. And it gives you, so what is the example? That how is this uh, shield made out of? It's made out of metal, a bunch of metal little pieces because it has to move around with the body of the person. It's not a, a solid piece of metal. So Syrian who mikaskasim rabim, it's made from a lot of scales. You put on a lot of, just like by the fish, the different scales. Uh, you have a whole bunch of scales. So that same thing, every penny you give for tzedakah creates another uh, another scale, creates another protection. It all builds up the big armor. It all adds up to a great accounting. To become a shield, to be in the level of a shield. That becomes a shield to all those who trust Hashem. But also, it becomes a protection. A cover and a shield, that it shouldn't nurture the clip and the other side shouldn't get a hold of any of the kedusha. It becomes like a hat of salvation on your head. All this week. We'll set, we're going to do the Mimer, continue the Mimer, to explain this matter. He's explaining now how giving tzedakah, how giving charity creates a tremendous return from Hashem to the person that gives tzedakah. So he explains, he quotes a verse, Hinei Kisiv, Behold, the verse says, Ateres Tiferes Seva. Ateres means the crown of the beauty of Seva, means old age, 
Meaning, when a person savor the, the the crown of the beauty of old age, is b'derech tzedakah timotzi. Through the pass of charity, it will be found. How do you get that ateres tiferes? How do you get that beautiful crown of savor? You get it through tzedakah. As he says, shemi bechinas tzedakah. From the level of tzedakah, nase bechinas ateres tiferes savor. That brings about the level of the crown of the beauty of the older. What does that mean? In simple, we call that he bechinas hadras ponim. That is the level of a hadras ponim, a beautiful face. Sometimes when you talk about a person who is a sage, you say that he has a hadras ponim. He has like a respectable image, a look. He has a look of a beauty look. That look of beauty is gained through tzedakah. What does that mean, a look of beauty that you gain from tzedakah? That means that you actually get in yourself from a high level that makes you look beautiful, that gives you that uh, look, uh, that regal look, or that uh, uh, look of royalty. That comes from tzedakah. And that comes because Hashem gives you. Because why? Because we say, your ponim, you get that because Yoir Hashem ponov. This is what we say in the Birchas Kohanim. We say, may Hashem shine His face. Now, what does it mean? Your beautiful, regal, royal face, you get that because Hashem shines you His face. What does it mean that Hashem shines His face? What does the face of Hashem mean? What does it mean in this context? What does Hashem's face mean? So He interprets it, it means Bechinas Pnimius. That's the inner. So, sometimes you say what you are able to get is sort of the external, the exterior levels of godliness. When we say Yoyer Hashem Ponov, we're saying that you shall get from the inner. What does that mean? That it means he bechinas taluma slave, upnimi slave, halev. That is the level of what's hidden in the heart and the inside of the heart. Because we know by the human uh, by the human, not always what's in the depth of our hearts is also on the surface of our heart. We also, as you're going to say, we have two parts of our of our uh, heart. We have the one that is revealed, the one outside, and then we have the one that is deep in our side. So what we are asking for, and what happens when Hashem gives us His panemius, so that means that the inside of the heart, the hidden of the heart, that it unites with the moyach, with the mind. And 
in a way of in a way of two friends that do not separate. That's an expression when we say that when things are very tied together, we call it in the language of the Zoyar, true friends that don't separate. What we mean is here, we want the intellect to be united with the inside of the heart in a way that you are getting something very, very special. The intellect is representing over here the idea of the pneumius, that's the upper from Hashem that is coming down into the inside of your heart, as he's going to explain. Specifically, it has to do with the inside of one's heart because for the outer section of the heart the outer part of the heart that cannot be united with the with the mind the mind what does it mean unite unite with the mind would mean that your heart will do what your mind tells you to do. Uh, that means uniting. That means that it's united, that they're like two friends that don't separate. That means that you're always going to be doing whatever your mind tells you to do, that's what your heart is going to do. That part of the heart cannot be the outer part of the heart. That's only the in, inside of, 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 the, of the heart. And he explains why. Shehamoyach, the mind... Birshusoy is it's in his domain, he has the ability, Lahaskil Uli his to understand and to reflect and to meditate. Bigdulas Aitsov. So a person Baruchu, a person has the ability to understand and to meditate and reflect in the and the greatness of the Ain Sof. And yet, so he's saying, so while the person is in control of his mind to uh, understand the met- and reflect in the greatest and soft, but the became, but still, the outer part of his heart is it's not in his uh, control. You can't control fully what your heart desires. Uh, you can control what you think, but you have a pull to certain things naturally, and you can't control that pull. You can't control that desire. So that's why the intellect, which has the ability to choose, you can reflect, you can choose to think what you want to think, right? If you want to think about the greatness of Hashem, you can choose that. I mean, they tell people that sometimes become depressed. They tell them, think about happy things. You can divert your mind if you're thinking about things that are upsetting you or getting you down. You you have the ability to think what you want to think. That's in your domain. But you don't have control what you should be able to have a, a, a pull. But that is as far as the outer part of the heart. But the inner part of the heart, 
He misachedes mamish im hamoyach. That unites with the with the brain. So that can come together. The moyach can come together with the inside of your heart and work together. How do you get that your moyach should be in your uh, heart, that it should work together? That happens when you give tzedakah. And because of tzedakah, nase bechinas it becomes like an aroma that brings back the soul. He's going back to the uh, offering of the katoiris that he learned earlier, that the katoiris was incense, was a smell. That smell has the ability to bring down the upper levels into the lower levels. And here he's saying that through tzedakah, you can bring down that the intellect should always remain connected with the inside of your heart. Again, the Alter Rebbe was talking about to people and inspiring the, them that they wanted to serve Hashem with their heart, with enthusiasm, with their minds, wanted to be fully engaged in their service to Hashem. So he is saying that while you may not be able to have the moyach be dominate and unite with your external part of your heart, because the external part of the heart man doesn't necessarily have control over, but you do have the control over the inside of the heart, which means that you can affect that that tzedakah that you give will help unite the intellect of the fear of God with the inside of your heart. So that's just like an aroma that a person, we know, like after Shabbos, we use the besomim because we want to give the soul a little comfort and relaxation to bring it back because it's upset because it loses the extra soul of Shabbos. So a good smell, a good aroma, a good incense helps the person bring back the soul. In this case, bringing back the soul, the main part of the soul is the intellect, to bring down the intellect into the inner of the heart. And it shines the revelation of the mind to unite with the inner of one's heart. And now, he says, Vizehu, and this is also the meaning of the Posik of Shemen, Oktoides Yisamach Leif, that oil and incense rejoice the heart. Who are we talking about over here that it rejoices the heart? He's going to translate, this is referring to Hashem. Hashem is called our heart. Because just like a heart distributes the blood to all the limbs, so Hashem distributes His energy of life force to all creations. And we're saying over here that the Ketoris that we were talking about till now, we were talking about the incense we were talking about, we were talking about that the uh, tzedakah becomes like the incense, like the incense in the Mizbeach, the Ketoris, 
in the order of the service of the Mizbech, the Alter Rebbe was explaining in the Mimer that you had the sprinkling of the blood, and then you followed the lighting of the lights, and then came the Ketoris, the incense. So we're saying that this is also the Posik, that the oil and the incense rejoice the heart. Rejoice the heart means you have Hashem rejoice, come down in the inside. It says, Zeh Baruch when we say you rejoice, the heart meaning you're rejoicing at Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because the Ksiv, the verse says, Tzur, the rock, Levavi, of my, of my heart. Hashem is my heart. Hashem is my rock. The rock is referencing the strength, the power, the God. is Tzur, Levavi. Hashem is my heart. So when it says, Yisamach Leiv, you're rejoicing the heart, you're rejoicing Hashem. Why is Hashem called the heart? Just as a heart extends life to all limbs, likewise it's written, that you give life to everything. So that means that the function of Hashem is like the heart. The heart gives life to everything and Hashem gives life to everything. What does it mean when we say that He rejoices the heart? What does that mean? The Simcha Salev, what does it mean rejoicing the heart? Hainu, rejoice that means Hainu Bechinas Gilui Pnimis. That means the level of revealing the inside. Rejoicing means bringing out into the open something which is hidden. When you're happy, your inside come out. You're rejoicing. Making your heart, making Hashem happy, means that you're bringing out, the, so to speak, the inside of Hashem. The Hainu, which is, Bichinas Pnimis That is the inner of the uh, light of the Blessed Ain Sof. And that is uh, in a level of Einareich um, Eilav Chulu, which has really no comparison to Him. So what you're doing is, you're bringing out Hashem's Pnimis, which is uh, such a great level, and it's like infinitely, no comparison to the person, and you're bringing it down, that that should the person should, 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 should get it. That means it's revealing, it's revealing the Pnimis from Hashem to Himself. So how does this happen? So he says like this, through charity. What is charity? Charity shubchinas bitl hayesh le'ayin. The when you give charity, you are negating yourself and making yourself humble, making yourself into nothing. Why? Because what you give charity, what you're doing is shenoisin chayin nafshe. Because a person gives from his life from his efforts hold on a person gives his life that he put in with his effort when you put in effort you work hard, you earn some money and you put your line you put your life on the line sometimes too people do, people work very hard, sometimes people go do dangerous things and just to earn the money so when a person puts away his life, his effort, into earning the money, then he takes that money 
and he gives it away to somebody else. What is he doing? He's negating himself, his own self, and he's transferring that to another person. So he causes, therefore, nimshech milamaylo, so that brings, extends from above, in the opposite direction, that Hashem should make from the level of nothingness into Ayin Mamish. That, that he will get the actual level of the Ein Sof. He will get, he will get Ayin into the Yesh. In return for him becoming Yesh to Ayin, and we know Hashem does in a way of midah keneged midah, measure for measure. So he will get also, who bechinas, pnimis, he will get the inner level of the Eir Ein Sof, Baruch Mamish. So that happens uh, through the tzedakah in which the person gives away his self. The Altarev in Tanya says further, even if the guy didn't work so hard for it, and he didn't actually put an effort into the money that he gives, but since he is able to buy with it he could buy food to support himself, and he gives it away, that's still considered giving away your actually life force. He says, And this is the level of that they do Hashem's will. What does it mean, Usually we translate the word of means you do what Hashem wants. But here he says, they make a want for Hashem. Because what you're doing is you're changing and you're making Hashem inner come down. So he says like this, because usually... You know, Hashem isn't changeable. You can't... The level of Ratzin is in a level of change. You want something. You want... You want something. But with regards to Hashem, is It's written, I, Hashem, did not change. So you can't really change uh, Hashem Meaning Hashem is no changes in Hashem. So how do we get Hashem to want us? We're saying now we're changing things. Now Hashem is going to come down into us. He's going to want us. So now we're affecting a change. How are we going to affect this change that now before Hashem wasn't in us, now He is in us? But this is the meaning. Elo Yisrael But that means that the Yidin they make, they make the Ratzin Shlomokim, which means, So that his will, they make Arab, that his will should be able to expand, to want to expand, in a level of space. How do you do that? Shein heina mitzvahs. In space means the mitzvahs, because the mitzvahs are Ritzoy Nizborech, Shein Ritzoy Nizborech, they're Hashem's will, Hamlubosheh Ba'asiyah, which are dressed up in Asiyah Gashmis, in a physical doing, Bibchinas Mokim Muzman, in a way of space and time. So here, all of a sudden, we're making up, we're making a will, we're making up a will, we're making Hashem's will that 
he should want that what these things that we're doing, that becomes his wishes. His wishes become what we are doing. So basically, we accomplish to bring down a higher level or the level in our doing. And when you take the number, the 630 mitzvahs of the Torah, you get the number, it's together 613 of the Torah commandments, plus the seven rabbinic ordinances commandments. Turn it, that makes it uh, 620, which spells out the word which is keser, which is amudei, Oh, yeah, those are uh, the uh, 600 uh, and 20 pillars of light. Uh, these are light. These are pillars of light that come down from Hashem. What does it mean they're pillars of light? Before we go there. Rabbinic mitzvahs include Hanukkah, Purim, lighting the Shabbos candles. Those are rabbinic ordinances. But actually, but all the rabbinic ordinances take their strength from the Torah because the Torah tells us to listen to the rabbinic ordinances. That's why in Hanukkah you'll make a bracha because these are all mitzvahs of Hashem. So what do the mitzvahs do? The mitzvahs become like he's talking about the 620 pillars. Those are just like a pillar it the ties the top and the bottom. If you build a second story on top of the pillars, right? So what do the pillars do? The pillars support the upper floor that it should stay on the bottom floor. The pillars are the ones that are connecting the upper and the bottom floors. They connect the two together, right? That's what the pillar does. So the same thing is what it does, they become pillars from the Ein Sof, so that to what? Leos Oil Ein Sof so that that infinite light which is in an inner which is which is higher and higher than any of the boundaries of the world that that should rest and dress up in a way of will in the uh, 613 Torah mitzvahs and the Zion Rabbonon and the seven rabbinic are dressed up in the physicality, in physical. So when we do a mitzvah, we're doing a physical act. Now how does our physical act over here have anything to do with above? When you have those pillars, those 600 and, and, and the 20 pillars, those are the mitzvahs. Each mitzvah is a connection. When we do the mitzvah over here in the bottom, we have that mitzvah, that pillar that connects us all the way to the top. So that the top, and that's not just that happened one time when Hashem gave us the mitzvah. But when we do a mitzvah with tzedakah, we are once again creating that connection currently, that it's not just a connection that is there on the simple level, which is always. But we are actually creating a very new tie right now, a pillar that connects with above. And that's why the uh, that's why the act of tzedakah is called a koiva yeshua now simply it means it's called a, a hat of salvation it, it's like a protection it's like a helmet it's a koiva yeshua 
it's a hat of brings you uh, uh, help, brings you Hashem's Hashem's help. But he says no. He gives you another interpretation here because he says, "Ki Yeshua," the word Yeshua comes miloshin, comes from the loshin of the word verse. It says, "Vayifa Yisha Hashem al Hevel Chulu." In the passage, we find that Hashem turned to heaven when he brought the offerings to Hashem. Hashem refused Cain's, but he did turn to heavens. So the, the passage is Vayisha. He turned. So in this context, it means. Koiva Yeshua, it's a hat that causes a turn. He causes Hashem to turn, which means Shapoinel Tfilosei, that Hashem turns to his prayer. That the hat, this act causes Hashem to, to turn to his prayer. The Haino, that is, Shagoyim Liyes Hakodesh Baruchu, Poinel Ba'atzme Bechvoidei, that he causes, that what should happen is that Hakodesh Baruchu, that the Holy One, blessed be He, by Himself, meaning His the higher level of, of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Pnimius. So He causes He causes that the Hakadosh Baruch Hu is pointed by Himself and with His glory, to draw down His essence and Mahus actually. So you're drawing down actually the essence and the the Mahus of Hashem when you're doing the mitzvah through the level of tzedakah. The Gilish that, and this revelation is Mishalik Lishin Ayin Nahirin. That divides itself up into the 370 lights. Anyways, in the Kabbalah, there is a whole calculation how we come up to the number 370. It's called, it's 370 lights in the Yitzchayim, in pre Vuhu Mokoir HaTiferes. That is the source of HaTiferes Seva. That is the source of the beauty of the elder, which is Bechinas, which is the level of Hadras Ponim, which is the level of the beauty of the face, um, the um, the um, Tiferes Seva, the Pasik that it says, it calls it Tiferes Seva, Tiferes means beauty, that's the shine of the face, those are the 370 lights, you know, that when they shine on your face, that's sort of the beauty, that descends upon you, that's the meaning of the Pasik when it says Tiferes Seva, and the level of Hadras Ponim, of the regal and royal face, is when you get that level of the Ein Sof, when you get that level, that connection, through the Tzedakah. And he says, Kedixiv, as it's written, Gabe Kohanim, as it's written with regard to the Kohanim, it says, Umik boys Tasselahem L'chavid that he says you should make for them hats for honor and for beauty. So what does it mean it makes beauty? Because these 370 lights, actually they come from Chochmah, Bina, that's the beauty, boys. these are the hats that the Kohanim were Shehem Bechinas. They are the level of Akoiva Yeshua, of the Koiva which we learned before, which turns, which brings down, uh, the uh, light of the Ein Sof, that is Nimshach Liyos, that uh, extends that it should be Bechinas in the level of uh, Tiferes Seva 
and hadras and hadras ponim. Um, so now we're going to go back to the pasuk uh, and they say v'zehu ateres tiferes. This is the pasuk with ateres tiferes seva that the crown of the beauty of the seva of the age the hadras ponim and the kol and all this takes place is b'derech tzedakah is through tzedakah timotze it will come through tzedakah why? because from the level of tzedakah nasa that brings about the level b'chinas koiva yeshua and lahamshich uh, that brings down the, the level of hadras ponim and also the idea of yoyer hashem ponov which is the Bechinas Pnimius, the level of Pnimius, Kiniskar Le'il, as we mentioned earlier. So this all gives an explanation about the Ketoidus, about the aroma, how the aroma brings about this higher level to the person, the Moichis Mis'achet with the Midois, the person gets a beautiful face, becomes regal, becomes because he gets the pnimius, as the Altareb explained. But now we're going back to the beginning of the explanation that after we have the ketoides, we have the we have the limbs. Because we talked about the blood, and now we're going to talk about the sprinkling of the blood, which takes place before the lighting of the menorah. And then we had the lighting of the menorah. Then we had the ketoides, which we were discussing till now. And now we're talking about the actual limbs. So he says, In the karma, you had two things. You had dam and chayel. You had blood and the fats. The hadam koidem lenedus. The dam comes before the nedus, as we said before, that at least it comes before the atavashtei nedus. The dam comes before the sprinkling of the blood of the carbon comes on the Mizbeach before the service of the lamp. And then that takes first, then we have the level of Ketoides. I have to read it like this. The Dam from the car from the animal that comes before the lamps and the lighting of the lamps and the Ketoides. And that's why he bechinas bechol levavcha. That is the level of bechol levavcha, because in the order of the Shema, he says va'after Hashem lekecha bechol levavcha. So that is the level of the dam. That is level of the blood. That's bechol levavcha, and then you have uvechol nafshecha, which was the level of the neiris, as he said. Uh, and then Bukhol Moidecha is the level of the Ketoides. So that is the blood, that is as far as the blood of the carbon. But then you have a Vorim, then you have the limbs. Shehena Chelev, they are the fats. Well, the limbs is the Vorim, are the limbs, they are the fat. Basically, some carbonates you brought the old animal, but um, by the time it actually was the oil of it, but it was the fats of the animal. That took place, that takes place after the lamps and the ketodis. So, what is the idea of that? And the idea is, because fats represent the level of delight. As you see, as we see, 
Shemishu Baal Tainuk, a person who's a uh, allows himself a lot of pleasures, a lot of treats. Yes, has a lot of fats, meaning because he uh, consumes he's a, a lot of delight. But we're not talking about uh, fatty and delights and sweets and treats for the body. But we're talking about Ainu, and that is Li is called Chelev Hashem. It says that all of the, when the carbon, it says all the fat, the, the best, always goes for Hashem. So what you do all the time, the fatty part, or the best what you have in everything, you have to give to Hashem. What does this mean, the fatty part of Hashem? Meaning delight, that you should delight to Hashem. She is anegal Hashem. The person should delight for Hashem. With joy and, uh, and, 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 and good heart. Because Merev Koyal from everything that, I give, that, that is giving him. So that should be the delight. And they should have no other delight. So when you're burning the limbs on the Mizbeach, what you're saying is basically all the fats, all the delights, all the pleasures is only delighting in Hashem. Nothing of the worldly matter. That's not that. And Valyidei Zeh. And once you accomplish that, then then these words that I can command you, then you have the level of Torah. Because here it uses the words Anoichi. And Anoichi means Anoichi Mamesh Mitzavcha. Actually I. So not a lower level, but actually Anoichi. Anoichi represents, when you say the word I, it represents a very high level because it's not a name, it's I, I, whoever I am. So he says, through this, I may guess by sacrificing your all your pleasures uh, and only have pleasures to Hashem, um, the person will attain uh, a great delight in the study of Torah. That will bring him about to the delight of Torah. So now let's come to explain the concept of Hanukkah. The blessing is we are lighting the Ner Hanukkah. What is Ner? The lamp of Hanukkah. And also, my Inyan Hanukkah is what is the concept, what is this idea of dedication of the Mizbeach and also the dedication of the Beis HaMikdosh because those are all associated with the idea of Chanukah, and um, yeah. when they dedicated the Mizbeach and the, and the Beis HaMikdosh after being defiled, and then in earlier times, it also coincides with the same time. That's why we also read from the Torah, from the Hanukkah's Hamizbeach. This is the uh, Kriyasa Torah. Yeah, wasn't originally the Mishkan completed? No, the original Mishkan was actually completed on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. On Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Uh, The first day of Nisan. Wasn't it ready to go? No, on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. They inaugurated for seven days. That was those Chanukahs. Then they started from Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That's why we read the Nasi. That's why we read the Nasi. No, no. Wasn't there something that actually the construction itself 
it later later on by the Beis Hamikdash. Um, there's a uh, no by the, later on by the Beis Hamikdash. Um, by the Beis Hamikdash, it said. Oh, let's just take a look. At the Beis Hamikdash, and it also says Chalukas Habayis, because it's talking about the uh, the uh, the Korbanos of the Nesim. And also, after they, they desecrated the, 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 the Beis Amigdosh, they needed to rededicate it. But, so, he wants to explain this, what is this idea, what is this, uh, the whole concept of it. But you have to educate a youngster according to his way. Which means, Shahu, that is, when you want to teach him something. But he's distant from what you want to teach him. So you have to educate him. You have to educate him. How do you educate? You don't need no professional books. He tells you right here. You give him lots of gifts. That's the way you, um, you, you educate him. It says positive reinforcement, not... Uh, he takes the stand of gifts versus um, the other way. Yeah. Uh, nar hoyisi, the passage says, So this is This is the officer of Esau, the one in charge, the spiritual sire of Esau. He said it. Shachayis hamispashet. The life force which spreads in all the worlds to each one, according to the man, is in a level of not. What does it mean? The life force is a kind of a youthful, it's a youthfulness to it. As it says, as Bnei Bilha. So it says that by Yosef that he would act childish or do childish things, youthful things with the Bnei Bilo. And Shema Katano, the name of the Haik, uh, he says, Shema Katano Rachel, the name of the younger one was Rachel. So it's Hei Ketano. Ha Ketano is Hei Ketano. Hei Ketano, Bechinas Malchus, that's the level of Malchus. Which is the Hey Achreino Shel Shem Havaye? That is the last uh, Hey. There's the first Hey Yud K, then there's the Vav K. That is the last Hey of the Shem Havaye. Liyos Malchuse Bakol Mosholos, so that it should be his kingdom Malchus, which is the level of the Hey, should dominate everything. Lahavis Hanivroim Ayin Liyesh, in order to create the creations from. Ayin from exnilio to existence, hu bebchinas katana. That's in a level of small. He's trying to explain the word of nar, usefulness. Nar means youthful, means small, and he's associating it with it says shem hakatana, the small. And the reason why it's small is because it's the letter hey, which is the malchus. Why is malchus small? Because you're creating now small things relative. Because now Malchus creates the world which have limits and boundaries. But relative to the uh, infinite blessed be he, as his name, so it is, he has no end. 
Nikra Kol Klolus Achayis, so the entire energy, that Chay is called B'Shem Ketana. It's called Katnus. It's small. She'en Arech Elovizbarech. It's small, meaning relative to the Ebrister, this is very small stuff. This is kid stuff, as they say. That's why it's called the Nar. So the Chayis is called a Yusun, it's a Nar. It's Belochen Ksiv. And that's why it says, Miyokum Yaakov Kikotnu. Who will raise up Yaakov for he is small? What does it mean? Ki Yaakov Mavriach Minakotzalakotz. For Yaakov goes from one end to the other end. As we spoke many times, the middle bar in the Mishkan went from one edge all the way through all the three walls. From one end to the other end. Because, but you, if you're talking about ends, there's an end in the beginning and the end at the end. We're talking about ends. That means that it's a limitation. Then there is a level of there's a limitation. And this is a small relative sub, which is believable. In order to bring down, to extend the blessed light of the Ein Sof actually into the Karbonis. Dam HaTomid, first the blood of the Tomid, Vinayres, and the lamps, Ukitayres, and the incense. Veivorim, Hoya Mizbeach, Kotn Mehochil. The Mizbeach was too small from being able to contain this huge, magnificent light. And that's why the leaders, they gifted to the dedication of the Mizbeach. They brought a lot of gifts. They educated the Mizbeach. Their gift was greater than that which they sacrificed on the Mizbeach every day. As a keves echod, over there, they take, took one sheep, so from all the Jewish community, they brought just one sheep in the morning and one sheep in the afternoon, etc. But the leaders, because they were at a higher, greater level than the rest of the Jewish people, because they were Nesim, they were the leaders. So they gave for the dedication of the Mizbeach, Matanah Merubah, that we saw, they gave a great large gift. Kares Kesef, they gave silver plates, Uparim, and uh, bulls, Ukvasim and sheep, Va'atudim, and he goats, Kideich Sheyia Koyach, Yisrael, so that the Jewish Korbonus that they bring later on, the Yisrael bring later on, should have the power to bring down, to draw down the light every day and day, and every day and day. So it's like the child, like you said before, before you can teach him, you have to sort of bring him the gift. So the, they were getting sort of, they're educating the Mizbeach, meaning they're bringing down to the Mizbeach a, a large gift, so that later on, it can continuously come down. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The gifts that the Nassim brought weren't personal. They weren't personal. They weren't they brought for their own. As representatives of the Shevet, but it was their own money. That was the whole idea uh. that they said, 
originally when it came to the Melechus HaMishkan, the Nesim said Already. that they would, everybody else do it. and they will do it. But here they came and said, no, no, we're not going to wait. Right. So they brought their own. This was their own gift. But the idea over here is, um, but by the way, it's so fascinating. There's another piece in the Maimon, which you didn't learn with us, we learned before. The Rebbe, just by the way, mentioned certain things. They're not the focus of the Maimer. They're just, you know, some of the facts. Yeah. And there is so much to learn, and there is so much insight. And the Rebbe brilliantly points out in a few letters on this Maimer, earlier piece, or, you know, just, you know, how the menorah was lit. And Dr. Rebbe brings it down, Not he's not explaining, he's not... He's yeah. just mentioning it, but just on the way mentioning it, he says certain facts, and one one sometimes looks at it in the simple. He seems to contradict himself. He seems to say differently than the pasuk, and people that have a very limited amount of knowledge don't understand, and they say, "Oh, we don't understand. What is he saying over here?" But they fail to realize. So the Altarebes words, every words, a lot of times, you know, just right. on the practical, the nigla part, you know, right. exactly what was brought. You can learn, he's just mentioning it like, <laughs> uh, by the way, he's not even discussing that subject, he's just giving you it to you, and uh, as, 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 as in, in talking, so to speak, and then he, uh, so there's so much to learn in any event, so he says here, because <laughs> And this was also the idea of the lamps, the lights of Hanukkah and the day of the Hashemunoy. The Greeks did not really seek to stretch their hand, meaning to kill the Jewish people. They weren't just regular anti-Semites. They didn't care. Had the Jews agreed to accept their religion or their culture or their uh, Mishugas, then they would be okay. It was Ra'ak, Lashkicham Tehidosecha. What they tried to do, they wanted to forget the Torah, and to remove them from the Torah. Ukamayim Razal, as the Chagamore, as this British Rabbin, Peri Parsha Tezayin, Parsha Mandalat, that the sages tell us, Sha'amru, what they said, Kisvu Lochem Akerem Asherchul. They said, You write on the horn of the ox, meaning make a declaration that you have no part with the God of Israel. So what they wanted to do, Al-Tanev doesn't mention, just says, Chulu. So what does it mean? So I think Al-Tanev is going to explain now, why specifically, why do they say, right on a horn of an ox? I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly, look at the Medrash, but maybe a horn of an ox is sort of a represents like a very strong, a powerful message. Why right on the horn of an ox? He says, like, Pirus, the fish all the idol worship, the goyim, yeshlahem, they have an animal soul, which comes from the face of the ox in the cheskel, the mari of the cheskel. Hello? What they receive is from the leftover, the psoilas, and the shmorim, and the sediments. Bechinas. That's like the horns and the hoofs, which are not really a part of the right. animal yeah, yeah, yeah. itself. It's like an external. Those are sediments and leftover. And they do not go up and are not included in holiness. 
at Pnei Shosh of Merkava, that would be, if they would include, they would not go on Pnei Shosh of Merkava because the face of the ox in the carriage, they raised the carriage. And the image of the human, which is atop of above, they are not part of raising it. That is only in the power of the godly soul. He is a his kiss is the level of Adam which is on top of the kisse. That's like the level of the neshama nefshel kiss. The nefesh abahamis in mebchinas Adam. The nefesh abahamis is the level of Adam shebechayis shebu merkava. That what does he say over here? So. Um, the nefesh abamis b'chinas adam shemachayis shebemerkava. That is the adam that is in the chayis. There is the adam al hakisei, but there is the pnei adam which is in the chayis because it says udmusechas laalbatam. Because there was one, even though there was there was one face to all four of them, udmus pnei pnei adam. So notwithstanding that it was a. Um, um, there was a a, a, a shoir, and there was a chayis, but the nefshabamis comes from the level of adam, which is in the uh, which is which which is not alakisei, but which is um, um, which is the chayis which are in the merkava. That's why they have the koyach to draw down the actual Yisrael. The Yivonim, the Greeks, they were envious of the Yidden. They wanted the Yidden to write al Asher, that should be on the horn of the ox, which means they should also be receiving only from the horns and the hooves. So they also should not be elevated. The hoofs and the horns are something which is not part of really of the animal, doesn't really elevate. So they're separating from the source. This means that you don't have a part. You write so that you don't have a part. And the Yidin were weak and few in that time. And still they gave over their lives on Kiddush Hashem. And with that power of Mesiris Nefesh, they had the power to draw down the light of Torah anew. And that is That's in the level of Chanukah. They were able to bring down a great gift. That's bringing down, as we said before, the Koiva of Yeshua leaves a terrace to Feder Seva to bring down, to make it beautiful, the Shinai and the Hayden, the 370 lights, as we learned earlier, all the grace, uh, all the big things that, that took place. So basically, in summation, uh, this is all what all it has to do with Hanukkah. He's trying to explain the idea of Hanukkah with the Hanukkah Samizbeach. Basically, you need a big push when you start something. 
When you're trying to educate the child, you give him a lot of gifts. When you started the Mizbeach, the Chanukah Samizbeach, they brought a lot of Karbonis. And the same thing is by the Yivonim, they needed a big push at the time. And that later on eventually helped them out that they could continue to do their Avodah every day with the Karbonis and every day the child can later on learn. And the same thing is over here. And that is the level of the Mesiris Nefesh which brought about all the Zahra. Okay. In Halal this is the idea of Halal and Hidab. So before he was discussing the idea of, uh, of Chinuch, and then he was discussing uh, the idea of um, the difference between the Nefesh Alekis, uh, that and the Nefesh Abahamis, the Nefesh Alekis, even the Nefesh Abahamis of the Jewish people, uh, that comes from the Pnei Odom, uh, that comes to the Pnei Odom Le'arbatom, which can be elevated, which noises as I say, as opposed to the, um, the Goyim, the, the Yivonim, they come from the level of the leftover. Like he says, that's why it's called Keren Hashoir, uh, because it's like the Keren Tlofayim, which is not the main of the body. And they don't have the power to draw it down. And what the Yivani wanted to do, they wanted the Jewish people to write Al Keren Hashoir, they wanted them to write on the horn of the ox, meaning they also wanted that the Yidin should be in a level of a horn that is not able to go into Kedusha. And that's what they said, that you don't have a part, you know, you can't go up, as he explained it. So that means that the Yidin at that time were on a very low level and they needed sort of a a, a boost. And that was the Mesiris Nefesh where they had, they brought down a new Hamshacha in the level of Hanukkah, which was like a level of Hashpah Merubah, which Hamshacha Skevishu, which was a great flow for themselves. Now, this is also the Indian of Halal the Hidor. Ki Halal, Halal means to praise, Huloshin Shevach, Loshin of praise. But it's also begam loshin bihiloi neiroi. Bihiloi means the shine of the lamp. Ha'ore bibchinas gilui. It's a shine, a revealed shine, that the, 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 the light shines. Bizen nimshech mizeh. And one comes from the other. The, from the praise comes kimachmas ha'shevach shemeshabchim esa'odom. When you go to a person and you praise him and you tell him how great he is or how fine character he is, that he has, then you wake up those actual greatness and advantages and his middles to come out from the hidden to the revealed. So, the Hallel is Behilay. The Hallel, the Shvach, brings out the, 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 the shine. The Zehu, Hallelu Ko. What does it mean, Hallelu Ko? Sheyetze Shem Yudkei Mehalem Ligilui. So that the name of Yudkei of Ko should go out from its obscurity to revelation. Li is Bechinas Yud Chachma. That it should be the level start from Yud Chachma. Milmailo. Min so that it should be 
you should get Chochma from higher than Chochma because Chochma is Koyach Ma because Chochma Koyach Ma Bigimatria Odom that has the same value as Odom Ma Koyach Odom the word Mem Hey is 45 Odom is Bigimatria 45 so it's a Koyach for Odom a Koyach for so which means that you're bringing down from the level of Odom and the bringing, when you extend the level of Odom, which is on the Kisei, that comes from a higher, higher level than Odom. That is the blessed light of the Insof, actually. And then it becomes Shem Yudke. Then it becomes the name of Yudke. So, hallelujah, to bring down the Yudke, to bring down from Eirin Sof into the level of Chochmah, which is already the, the, the Latsir of Odom. It's Trein Rein, Deloi Misparshin. As we said earlier also, the two friends that don't separate. And... Um, Um, which I, I, I think he's, he's referring to Chochmah Bina because Chochmah Bina go together. Hallelujah, Shem Hashem. So he said Hallelujah, and then he says Hallelujah, Shem Hashem. Lias Hamshochas Chochmah Bimidis. So that you extend also the level of Chochmah into the Midos. Shetiyeno Gam Hamidos. Bebchinas Bitlocha Hashem Agdulo. So they too should be in a level of Bitl. So you said Hallelujah. So first you start with the level of Chochmah Bina, and then it extends to Hallelujah Shem Hashem, which is all the Midas. but this is all, Ha'hilu Shevach Lahamshich Mahalem Legiloy, to bring down from the hidden to the revelation, Ha'yidei Avde Hashem, Hallelujah Shem Hashem, Avde Hashem. Shubichinas, which is, He's he's, he's 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 talking about the psukim of halal, which we say in Hanukkah, because we say the halal lahoidus or the halal halal vedo. I start off the mimer. What is halal vedo? To bring down helma gilu halidei avde habayim, that halu avde Hashem shuheim bechinas avodim, because they're in the level like slaves. Shabakad malayim oil malchus shemayim. They accept upon themselves the yoke of the heavenly kingdom. In a level that you should place upon yourself. Like written elsewhere, what is this praise and this halal that we gave to the Ebishter? That is the level of the hundred brachas. That a person has to make a brach every day. That is, bracha means amshocha, that it, you extended me'elam So you see that the level of halal is, brings down the amshocha. That's it, let the shem Hashem be very much of adeilam. Me'ato means me'hascholas hazman. Shubhinas malchusi is barich. That is when start start of time. Where does start? Where does time begin? In the level of Malchus, Shaykh Loshon Zman. Then you can say time. We could say Melech Moloch Yimloch. 
kings was in past. So this is So you're starting from the, I mean, me'ata, from now, meaning from the level of Malchus. That it should extend and expand to the end of all levels. Should be the revelation of Godliness. The call And this is all level to bring down from what's hidden to the revelation. So what is Hallel, he's saying? Hallel is to praise. To praise means to cause to bring down the level. So again, when we're praising Hashem, we are actually bringing it down from the level of the Ein Sof into, as he's saying, as he quotes the Psukim, Hallelujah, Yudkei, and then Hallelujah, Shem Hashem, and then Mahatavadolam from Malchus into the world. It goes through the whole Seder Hishtalshlus to bring down the level of <coughs> Gilui. That's the level of Halo. But on the other hand, Abo Bechinus Hidor, Bechinus Shuv. Hidor, this is admitting and thanking Hashem, is in the level of Shuv. There needs to be both a return and a rotsi. And above it's called Mati Veloy Mati. It goes and it doesn't go. So, which means the Hamshacha, it comes and then it goes back. Nowadays, we cannot actually have the revelation of the insult in the world. We can't, it's not actually it. Kim lost When we'll come down in Elam Hazer, that will be in the future to come. Then we will marry that. When the glory of Hashem will be revealed. As opposed to nowadays. It's on a level as the voice, as the verse says, the voice of my uncle is banging. So it's something banging over there. It's not mamish there, but it's just, which is, as the Pasuk says, I may be asleep, but my heart is still awake. So, which means it's yes and no at the same time. And from the time that the Beis Hamikdash has been destroyed, so what does Hashem have in His world? The four cubits of word halacha. That's the place where Hashem finds Himself. And that brings down a level of admitting, a level of self-negation which comes down in his so that it's no longer it's no longer him studying Torah because he's a non-entity it becomes like the Torah of Hashem it's Hashem's Torah like it says it's my words that I place in your mouth it's not your, it's just your mouth is just saying but whose words are they? Those are Hashem's words that He places in your mouth. Or the other passage says, I put my words in your mouth. Meaning that you're just a, uh, a vehicle to express the words of Hashem. 
or the other language is Ani Hamishnah I the Mishnah speaking through your mouth, which means not you are saying the Mishnah. The Mishnah is, is, is speaking. But you are becomes the one that is speaking. You become the channel. How do you become the channel? That's your level of bitl when you are self-negation. And that's the level of what? Of Hidah, which means that it's um, it's not not revealed. So first you reveal So which means it brings down to your Metzias. And uh, then you come to the level of return, which means that it, it, you lose your Metzias. And that's the level of Bittl. I mean, that's the way I understand it over here. Exactly. Doesn't, he's not uh, articulating it so much. He's, he finishes the Mimer over here. But um, he seems to say that the level of halal is the level of hamshocha, revelation, to bring down. Now, I'm assuming that when we're talking about revelation, uh, that is in a way that, you know, that's the part that does come down. But he says, but it really cannot come down. So there is also a level in which it's not. And that he connects, I think, to the level of hidov. Uh, the level of Hala's level of Rotsui, but the level of Edo is the level of Shuv. Now, usually, by the person, we would say that the person is standing in a level of Rotsui that he wants to go out to the Ein Sof. And Shuv is to know that you have to bring the Torah over here in this world. But here, I think what he's saying is also, is um so maybe i'm 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 not sure exactly how he he doesn't um he doesn't uh, articulate so much in this mimer over here how it how it works. I mean, he probably needs a little bit more of uh, more of explanation. Another mimer he speaks about it, but over here it does not even like.